my name is Savannah Mosley, and welcome to my podcast. This is episode one, titled, Just How Different Are We? Before I begin, allow me to introduce myself. I have been diagnosed with ASD level one twice in my life now, once when I was flagged as a child in elementary school, and once more when I was reevaluated as an adult in college. Due to my disability, I have had numerous hindrances in communicating with others, especially those that are neurotypical. I realized rather quickly that my mannerisms were strange to others, and realized even faster that in order to present myself in a professional, quote-unquote, proper manner, I needed to mask on a daily basis. This dilemma plagues many neurodivergent people, especially in the academic setting, so in this podcast episode, I aim to explore just how different the language characteristics and social communications are between that of individuals diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, or ASD for short, and those that are neurotypical. In this exploration, I plan to present you all with a varying perspective on how some people approach communicating. We do need to remember that everyone is different, and these findings are not applicable on a universal scale. With that being said, let's begin. We will start off with a characteristic that covers both the language and social facets of communication, and is something that is actually shared between both neurotypical and neurodivergent people. Stimming can be defined as repetitive and sometimes unusual movements or noises, utilized especially to exert excess stress or energy. Everyone stims, though I do it drastically differently than someone who is neurotypical. I also do it differently than another autistic person. For me, stimming is sometimes loud and disruptive and difficult to hide. My most common stimming behavior is repeatedly flapping my hands, sometimes accompanied by me making any noise that comes to mind. If anyone talks to me during this, I oftentimes repeat what they say until I'm completely out of energy. A neurotypical person may stim by bouncing their leg or clicking their pen, but the language of stimming is still, at face value, the same. Stimming is a form of communication for all. When I make loud grunts and I jump a lot, my partner knows that I am incredibly stressed and I might have been triggered by something, perhaps a loud noise, or I might have touched something I didn't like. A person bouncing their leg or repeatedly clicking their pen, perhaps maybe when they're taking a test, is communicating that they are stressed. Both forms of stimming communicate something. The methodologies are just different. Let's discuss a specific language characteristic that neurotypical people may not experience regularly. I have extreme difficulty with figurative language, such as idioms, metaphors, similes, and irony. My partner has to be rather explicit when delivering suggestions or information because my ability to detect sarcasm or understand the intended usage of figurative language is lackluster, to say the least. Many neurodivergent people experience this, which makes communicating rather difficult, especially when there are no contextual clues at our disposal. However, neurotypical people may experience this phenomenon over texting or emails. Without tone or expressions visible, one may not be able to discern what someone's messages really means if it includes sarcasm or any other figures of speech. So again, neurodivergent people and neurotypical people are different in this particular scenario, yet we're still similar in some ways. Delving now into a social communication context, though not entirely devoid of language characteristics, is the difficulty to attend to an auditory message if one is stressed, agitated, or overstimulated. This is rather common for neurodivergent people. This can be incredibly debilitating, especially in an academic setting. I have had times where I've disassociated in a lecture hall due to overstimulation, and I simply could not process any of the words I could clearly hear, and I've lost the entire length of the lecture. 
Facilitating conversations during this time is also next to impossible, and the best course of action for me is to just essentially ride out the disassociation. This can happen at really any time, even in the middle of an active conversation. What's important to know is that communicating as an autistic person is very complex and it's multifaceted. What may work one day may not work the next. What may trigger someone one day may not be all that bad the next. Neurotypical people as well may experience scenarios like this simply because hindrances with social communication are not reserved for one person or another. Yes, we are all different, and an autistic person is going to typically communicate differently than a neurotypical person, but we all share the core characteristics of social and language communication. As we've explored throughout the length of this episode, hopefully you begin to realize that there are a lot of similarities between neurotypical and neurodivergent people in terms of social and language characteristics. What makes us unique is the methodologies we subconsciously utilize to communicate with one another. Some days I'm nonverbal, and that isn't always an, an intentional choice. Some days a neurotypical person may just want to not talk to anyone and spend the day focusing on themselves. Language is meant to be used to communicate our inner workings with others. How we accomplish this feat simply makes us who we are. Thank you for listening to my first episode, Just How Different Are We? I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you at the next one. Goodbye for now.